0: in your Bibles to 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 we are looking at verses 6 through 15 If you would please follow with the reading of the Word of God verse 6 now this I say he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully each one must do just as he is purposed in his heart not grudgingly or under compulsion For God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything you may have an abundance for every good deed as it is written he scattered abroad he gave to the poor his righteousness endures forever now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread For food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing through the many thanksgivings to God. Because of the proof given by this ministry, we will glorify God for your obedience to your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your liberality of your contributions to them and to all. While they also, by prayer on your behalf, yearn for you because of the surpassing grace of God in you, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Father, help us to hear. Lord, you must teach this one. I beg you to teach. Um, may our eyes be open. May our hearts yearn. May our lives be fulfilled. And Father, may we be overwhelmed at the awesomeness of what you do. Help us, Father, stand in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and to walk worthy of this amazing text. Your glory and praise. Amen. Paul sets this text up with verse 6. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And we saw that that is a self-evident truth. Um, you, You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be a scientist. You can say, yeah, well, that makes sense. Right, I can handle that. I understand that. And that's how he set it up. Alright, then he moves into what I call God's prosperity. How are we to prosper? And and I, I shared with you that these five points that I've got here are not the best out of five. They each lead to the next one. Alright? I also shared with you a couple of weeks ago, just to remind you, okay, this is going to test your faith. Okay, and everybody said, well, you know, trust me. Okay? you got to understand something. I didn't just wake up this morning and figure this text out. I've been working on this thing for about six months. And I know what it did to my faith. Okay? Now, perhaps you're all greater than I am, and you're walking more trusting than I am, and this isn't that big a deal to you. I think you've deceived yourself, but that's all right. (laughs) Okay? Because it is the love of God in verse 7. Okay? Because God loves a... And the word literally is the word we get hilarious from. God loves a hilarious giver. All right? All right? And not only that, this is a special, unique love that is above and beyond what He has fashioned. God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever should believe in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. So God has a love for His creation, for everything, right? Okay, But if you're His, a saint, you are loved to perfection. He loves you perfectly, John 13 says. But if you are a hilarious giver... There's a unique love for you. And that's what he's doing here. That's what he's talking about. Which brings us into verses 8 through 11a on the generosity of God. Now, there is no way that I can get through this in one day. Okay? And what I mean by one day, eight hours. Alright? And as we go through these verses 8 through 11a... You'll see why. So I'm going to lay the foundation for it right now because I want us to think for a second of the generosity of God. Have you ever thought about that? How generous is God? Listen, you, I've made this statement before when we moved into 8 and 9 on giving. I said, you know what? You can give without loving. But you cannot love without giving. Okay? Okay? It's that simple. Just as we can't. Neither can God. If he has a special love for you because of the generosity of your giving. And he has this special love for you. It is going to show up where? In his giving. Because we agree with that. You can't love and not give. So if he loves a cheerful giver, how are you going to know it? He will give. He will give. To all of his, he loves. To all that are his, he gives the Son. To all whom he loves in a unique way is because of the generous givers, we will be given more. And you know, I watch people with this and and it's amazing to me because I have heard, uh, (laughs) well, this is all spiritual stuff. You haven't read this. Read it. I mean, if you want to see something that's amazing, take it back to the original language. The original language will freak you out. You just sit there and go, wow, gee, many crickets. Whom he loves, he lavishes on. Verse 8 is an amazing verse. Now I heard a guy, very solid doctrinally, and he says, Well, this is all hyperbole. Okay? Exaggeration for the sake of effect. That's hyperbole. Okay, that's like saying, man, I wish I had a zillion dollars. Well, what the heck is a zillion dollars? Okay, when I read this in verse 8, there are alls all over the place. Read it. And then you'll see in the English, some of them alls are still there. They're just parsed different and they still mean all's. There's word that we translate and and we parse in the the Greek language. Paron, pos, pon, ponte. And you know what? All five parsings of the word all are in that verse. That's amazing. And you'll see why. Uh, I was reading uh, Linsky on this and he pauses in a paragraph and it starts another paragraph. And on this verse, he says, it is grandiose. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a good word. Okay. I was reading uh, Zodiates, and he said it was only immense. Now these guys got like serious gray matter. And I see grandiose and immense. I was like, hmm, wonder what it means. You know what it means? Now, think about this for a second. If you're going to use all five parsings of the word all in the original language. All five. You know what he's saying? There's no limitation. Now, well, that's great. No, no, listen to what I just said. There is no limitation. There's not a boundary here. Okay. That is the intent of the Apostle Paul here. Now listen. I told you guys that this text is going to test your faith. Okay, I, I hope you didn't think I was kidding. Okay, uh, well let's just Terry's sense of humor. No, this thing's going to. In some cases, it may hurt. Because I know that from the natural viewpoint, the temporal, a sure way to have less is how? Give it away. Right? You work real hard for your buck and you spend your buck and it's gone. And you work real hard for your buck and you give it away and it's gone. All right? I get uh, these fuel coupons or I don't know what they are, receipts things with Safeway and I use them for my diesel. If you've never bought diesel fuel, count yourself blessed. If you've had to buy that, then you store up points. Okay? Okay? Uh, My diesel was about out of fuel, so I decided that uh, the other day that I'd go get me some fuel. So I pushed my little number into the thing, and it says you get a dollar off. Yes! Two dollars and 61 cents for diesel. I wanted to dance a little jig, but there's a lot of people there, and I can't dance. So I stick it in there, and it's got a 55-gallon gas tank on it. Okay, I mean, if you're going to get a big truck... and it's going to be a diesel. It's your big gas tank. So I plug it in there and I'm just happiest guy in the world. I'm thinking, look at the money I just saved and how oh, gee whiz. And all of a sudden at 25 gallon, that sucker shut off. And you can only use your discounts for 25 gallons. Well, I don't even move my needle. So you just sit there and you look. I think I want to cry because I'm not going to give you $4 a gallon for this stuff. All right. Why? I work hard for my money and just to punch it in that hole. And I know that diesel fuel is at the bottom of the barrel when it comes out of the refinery. It's the cheapest stuff on the market and they're charging more for it. Why? Why? Because they see Terry standing there. Watch this. We're going to cause, him to, we're going to cause Terry to lose his salvation when he realizes we shut that sucker off at 25 gallon. And I, you feel like you're giving it away. And my truck's got a little thing up here above the mirror that tells me how many miles to the gallon that I get. And I turned it off. It's sort of like, it tells me the temperature too. I don't want to know the temperature either. It's either cold or it's warm. Okay, you don't have to tell me what the temperature is. The world will tell you that if you give it away, you will have less, right? But, we are promised that in the supernatural realm, if you give it to God, you will have more. Because our God, who especially loves those who are cheerful in their giving. Is able. Okay. That is the point of your faith. And my faith. Okay. And that's, that's about as far as I'm going to make it today. Because verse 8 says, God is able okay to believe that you will prosper more by giving away what you have takes faith okay it takes a confidence in that faith that God is able have you ever watched you Watch yourself. How many times can you actually say, I watched at the circumstance and I knew how bizarre it was, but God is able. We know he has promised it. All who would believe would be saved. Do you believe he is able? Okay, And we all say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh Uh You know, have you ever seen him break hard hearts? Okay, and you, you can look at it and you could say, there's no way that person could ever come to salvation. And all of a sudden God was able. If you were to watch my life, when the people started praying for my salvation, you would say that ain't going to work. If you'd had a split screen TV, you'd say the more they pray for him, the worse he gets. And I don't think it's working. Okay, but God was able, right? I mean, maybe yours wasn't as difficult as mine. Mine was a little more complicated. We see promises in the Bible all over the place. Okay, but here's what I want to test your faith on. Every single one of you. I don't care your age. I don't care your economic situation. I don't care what your job situation or anything like that. Do you believe that God has the power to do it? Don't answer that yet. Okay. Because you're not going to walk out of here innocent. You better hear what I'm saying. It is the power of God that is the basis of our confidence that the promises of God will come to pass. If he promises it, does he have the power to do it? If I tell you to give your money away and God will return it multiplied. If I show you that in the Bible... You can say yes. I've already showed it to you. It will be poured out, shaken down, overflowing. That's what it says. I didn't write it. That's what it says here. If you show sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. Well, that's speaking of what? This is finances. I don't care how you look at it. I see Christians who believe the promise. You read that, you believe the promise. I believe that every one of you in this room right now believe that promise. There only remains one question. Do you believe that promise? Do you believe that God has the power to meet that promise? Paul says God is able... Because He has the power. You must believe that generous giving can appear risky. Risky. Giving away what you have seems foolhardy. Uh, If you've ever worked for yourself, been self-employed, there's times that you... It just freaks you out. I was in construction in the trades for years. And uh, usually about March, seven days a week. Okay. And the first month or so, you spend money like a drunken Navy. Okay. But then about July, August, there's something in there. You start realizing that the snow's coming and it's going to start getting thin and you start putting wheelbarrows away because you know that about November, December, January, if somebody hits the brakes, throws your head over the handlebars and you get to stand around and smile. Okay. And I, and I don't live very well on my good looks. So I got caught in that one time and said, make a note. Um. Hang on tight to your money. I worked for the government for a time, and you got paid once a month, the first of the month. And it was like, whoa, look at all the money I got! To the fourth week of the month. (laughs) You're like, oh, it was really cool for a week and a half. If you give it away, it seems foolhardy. If you don't understand the power of God... You have to understand that He is able. If you do not do that, guess what? You're not going to be a cheerful giver. Let me see if I can enlighten you. I'll take you back, uh, those of you who have been in this church for a while, we'll go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 5. So that your faith, would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Anybody in here rely on their own understanding? Because if you do, you will not acknowledge him. You'll think you've got it figured out. If your faith rests in the wisdom of men, you will not give. Not as you are able to. Sacrificially and generously, you won't do it. Why? Why? Well, you don't understand. I have expenses. The wisdom of man. The wisdom of man. Men will tell you, you give it away. That's how you will have less. God says, that's how you will have more. Does your faith rest on the power of God or on the wisdom of men? Only you can answer that. Only you can answer that. That has been tested throughout history. It has been tested throughout scripture. Men who are willing to put their life on the line in regards to the power of God. Three young men in captivity, Daniel chapter three, verse seven, were being ready to be thrown into the fiery furnace. And their response to the king was, our God is able. If we go in, it is because we believe He is able to rescue us. And they didn't put up a fight. God is powerful enough to do that. He is able. God is able. And you guys, you know what? You've read it. I, I went through and started finding out God is able throughout scriptures and was like, wow, geez, I'm seeing a recurring theme. I will give you a few of them that I run across. Romans chapter 16, verse 25. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel, he will make you stand stable. That's what it means to establish. He is he is able. you know what he's saying in that text right there that verse there is no limit there is no limit. One of my favorite verses in all of scripture and it, it's even to this day i've I've preached this book I love this this section of this book because um, I still try to wrap my head around it and it's like well, i don't I don't know <laughs> okay. Verse 20 of chapter 3 of the letter to the Ephesians. Now to him who is able. And then he goes on. To do far more abundantly beyond what we can ask or think. According to the power that works within us. And, and I like that because it literally means he can do more than you can imagine. Now I don't know about you. I got a pretty good imagination. And he can do more. Why? Because he is... He is able. A little letter to Jude, verse 24. Now, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy. And it goes on and on and on and on and on and on. I have many that I could share with you, but I want us to start thinking about he is able he is able what is he able to do when we start talking about the power of god do you realize what you're saying i mean you know i can i can take job and he says well he flung the stars into the heaven <laughs> you, you, you ever thought about that for a second well, did he with one hand or did he do with two hands how, you know how did he do that and where did he get them all to start with See how my crooked little mind works. What? what do you have like a, a stardust? The still the dust. There to go. Look, I got stars everywhere. Oops, I spilled. There isn't a limit to it. When I think about what this Bible speaks of the power of God, because he is able I can go to Psalm 79:11. let the groaning of the prisoner come before you according to the greatness of your power preserve those who are doomed to die those who are doomed for eternal separation can be preserved by the power of god god's power is great go on over to psalm 89 verse 13 you have a strong arm you have a hand is your hand is mighty your right hand is exalted So he has a strong power. He has a great power. Romans 9.21 says that he has sovereign power. You know what sovereign power means? You ever thought about sovereign power? It's non-negotiable. Now You can complain about it. So what? Sovereign power. In Daniel chapter four, verse 35, Daniel 4:35, "His power is irresistible." You ever think of that? His power is irresistible." Exodus 15, verses 11 and 12, "Who is like you among the gods, O Lord?" who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in praises, working wonders. You stretched out your right hand, and the earth swallowed them. Speaking of God's judgment on the Leviticals, uh, the priests that had turned against him. You stretched out your hand, and the planet earth opened up and swallowed him. Why? You can't compare it. There's nothing. You can take all your little idols, you can take all the little things you like to worship, and they don't compare. They don't compare. In Job chapter 26 verse 14, 26-14, Job speaking of God's power said, it is incomprehensible. God is able. God is able. In Matthew's gospel, Chapter 19, verse 26, he said, It is all possible for him to do. For man, it is impossible. For God, nothing is impossible. Goes back a little farther than that, even. Genesis 18. Verse 14. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? Did you ever ask yourself that? I mean, here he's talking about a 90-year-old woman having a baby. (laughs) I'm not sure I would want to stand in that line, but... (laughs) You know, Abraham said, "There's nothing impossible here. I'm just not sure I want you know <laughs> all my feedings at a <laughs> hundred. His power is shown in creation. His power is shown in Providence, providing for each and every one of us. His power is shown in miracles. His power is shown in the resurrection. His power is shown in the transforming power of His gospel. His power is shown in the ultimate destruction of wickedness. No one stands before it. And it's not like, he, you know, I'm going to do battle with God. Really? All the armies of the world line up in the valley of Megiddo to fight Christ. All of the armies... And what does Christ do? Speaks. And obliterates them. Listen, whatever God promises, do you believe He can perform it? I didn't even get one amen out of that. (laughs) Smart people. Because you know what he's going to do. Let me check out your checkbook. And you know, its I don't know about you. I struggled with this. I just looked at this and said, geez, really? Should I get a hold of my accountant or tax man first? He is able. Let me show you a verse that is really kind of cool. That I think we each need to pay attention to and think about. Okay, and I would like for you to walk away from here today tested, tried, and uh, meditating on this. In Romans chapter 4, verse 21, speaking of Abraham... And being fully assured that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Believe that. Abraham did. What God promised, he was able to perform. Listen, there are no questions about the promises in Scripture. They are very clear. Okay, very clear. The question that you and I have right now. Every one of you are going to have to deal with this. Is what about the power? Does he have the power to fulfill his promise? If you give... Will God return it? Because the answer is his power. Is he able? God says he is able. Paul says he is able. The writers of the Bible say he is able. His ability is so great, he is able to make all grace abound. Go back to your text, 2 Corinthians. God is able to make all grace abound to you. How many times you read that and think, well, okay, you know, I was saved by grace through faith. No problem. Yeah, uh, I got it. Well, here it says that he will make all grace abound to us. Do you know what the word all there is in the original language? All. Okay, you know what part of that grace that is? Let me ask it to you this way. What is the limit of that grace? Do you see it in there? He's only the infinite God, right? If he's the infinite God, then his grace is infinite. And how much is he going to withhold? What's the limit of that infinite grace? Is he able? He possesses all grace. All grace is His. All the grace there is in the infiniteness of God is available, and He gives it abundantly. See what I mean? Kind of makes your head go. What? <laughs> it did me. I'm sitting there going, "Oh, all infinite, and the limit is what?" So like Paul told Timothy that it's going to get tough in the end, Timothy. Men will not want to hear. Sound words will heap to themselves teachers that tickle their ears. Men will be lovers of self and they'll have a form of godliness and deny the power of God. It's going to be tough, Timothy, but do what? Stand in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Why? It's only infinite. What is the limit of God's grace? Tell me what the limit is. There is none. God doesn't hold anything back. Is He able? Listen, the giving Christian does not lose. It is impossible for the giving Christian to lose. Did you see that? It's impossible. Why? He's giving all grace. Which part? The all part. There is no limit to it. It's not minimal. Well, if I give him a dollar, will he repeat the dollar? No, he says that he will pour it out, shake it down, overflow. That's what he says. Well, but that, what? Is he able? I'm sorry. Who created the riches of existence? Have you ever thought about that? And what is his limit? Oh, he ain't got no limit there either. God will return your generosity with abounding grace. Okay, the context here, everybody keeps saying, well, but this is spiritual blessing. Really? God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. And the limit of that is what? Okay? Because I have to, in the next few weeks, I have to take each of these things apart so you can understand what he's talking about here. Because, you know, I listen to people. that say, well, what he means is that if you give a few bucks, God will give you a little blessing. Okay? That ain't what this text says. And if you go through it in the original language, you're going to sit there and go, oh, (laughs) jeez. I believe a lot of Christians hurt financially because they have followed the wisdom of men that says if you give it away, you'll have less instead of saying, is he able? And now, listen, you guys know I'm not one of these health, wealth, and prosperity guys. I'm just going to tell you what that says. Now, what you do with it from there is between you and him. Okay? Okay. But I look at His grace here, and when He says, I will make all grace abound to you, I'm sitting there going, oh, dude, that makes my brain hurt. Because I started asking myself, what is the limit of God's grace? There is none. Is He able? Ooh, duh. That's a theological term. Duh. What is abounding grace going to give me? This abounding grace, well, so that always having all sufficiency in everything. Just let that run around for a second, and go between your ears and bounce back. What does he say? will make all grace abound to you, so that always having all sufficiency in everything. That <laughs> just, I don't know, freaks me out. <laughs> I, just, I don't have any other way to describe it. You just sit there and go, whoa. You know what he says there? And, and I'll pick this up next week. You will have all of the life in this world. Abundantly. I think Jesus added You will have life abundantly. Now then. Every one of you right now have to ask you a simple question. This is a promise. Right? It's the word of God. It's true. Right? Is he able? Let's pray. Father, to your glory and praise. Thank you. Father, I, I just... I feel so feeble of trying to try to explain this text, so Father, I pray that your spirit touch the hearts of every one of us, that Father, we will stand in awe of an awesome God. Lord, um, I still I am not even close to getting my brain wrapped around this, and yet, Father, you set it before us, so that all grace abounds to us. And you are able. Father, burn that into the souls of our your people, that you are able to your glory, to your praise. In Christ's name, amen.